Welcome to the One Life Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to lead people to follow Jesus in everyday life, and we hope that God uses this message to influence and encourage others to join us on that mission. We're glad you're listening. For more, please visit us online at onelifecc.org. Glad you guys are here this morning. Um, I have to start up front. By just letting y'all know, I'm a little bit sleep deprived. I'm like two weeks into this. Uh, I'm a new uh, dog dad. And so um, this, oh, yeah. Um, Man, it's like no sleep. Uh, You know, getting up in the middle of the night every few hours, and then he just wants to play and bite at your feet and all this. Um, It's been great. He's, He's the best. But if I say things that are crazy today, it's just because I'm sleep deprived. All right. So I just want to preface all this. Um, we are starting uh, a series today uh, just called Why and um, questions for God. Some some why questions. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have lots of questions for God. Uh, like, why is it so hot here? <laughs> You know, but thank you for the relief, right? Um, why we have these things at my house because we live by a body of water. These things called mayflies or midges, and and they are horrible. Like I'll go to my truck and open, and they're just covered on my. And I'm like, why? What what good are they besides feeding the birds? Why? Why mosquitoes? Anybody? Okay, that's a little closer to home for you. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we have all kinds of why questions, and I can keep going. You have your own questions. But over the next few weeks, we're just going to talk about different why questions, like uh, why, God, are you not answering my prayer? I've been praying the same prayer. Why, why have you not answered my prayer? Or um, asking the question, you know, God, why am I here? Why why did you put me here? Or, you know, asking the question, like, God, why, why do you feel so far away? Anybody ever felt like that? Or is it just me? That God's just not, he's just distant. Um, and so this morning, we're going to just ask the question, why does God allow suffering? Um, why? You know, sometimes people will say, you know, why, well, why does God let you know, bad things happen to good people, you know, and I've got to say like, well, hold on. None of us are good. Okay. So bad happens to all of us, but like, why does, why does God allow suffering and and not suffering? Like I'm suffering in the heat of Wichita Falls, Texas in the summer, like not, not that kind of suffering. Um, but suffering that you've experienced maybe firsthand or been close to suffering that I've, I've had or witnessed just watching a, a couple in their twenties with their newborn. That's only a couple days old and them sitting there and watching him breathe his last breath only a couple days old. Like, why? Or, or, you know, going through divorce, uh, a tragic accident, a, a, a friend who 
you know, attempts suicide and then is immobile for the rest of his life. Just this, this suffering. Like, why, why does God allow it? He knows you get the diagnosis, the cancer, and then the suffering through the, the chemo and the treatment. A friend who maybe is killed, the loss of a parent or child or spouse. And and in the moment, in the moment, we're like, this isn't fair. This isn't right. Like, why, God, are you letting this happen? My honest answer to that, why does God allow suffering, is I I don't know. I'm not God. I, I don't know specifically why God allows the suffering in your life in my life. Um, but what I do know is, is that our, our perspective on suffering is extremely important. It's important in the moment or in the season of suffering because how we, how we see suffering, it matters. Look, look at this real quick. Um, this is in, in, in the scriptures. Here on this earth, now now we see only a dim likeness of things. It is as if we were seeing them in a foggy mirror, but someday we will see clearly. So now our vision is blurred, but someday we'll see clearly. And so when it comes to suffering like this morning, I just want to help us as we live in this tension of the brokenness in this world right now while we wait for the perfection of someday. I'm going to pray before we jump in. God, I'm asking and I believe that you meet with us today. That no matter where we are, in life, no matter what's going on, if this is hitting close to home or if it's about to, that by your spirit you would speak in the truth of your word that is so living and active that you would, you would, that you would just, um, you'd speak into our, to our hearts, into our minds. And so I ask that we just tune everything else out and that we're here here to meet with you. And I pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Um, Jesus, he, he prepared his closest friends for suffering. Um, and, and he prepared you and me when it comes to suffering in this world. Um, Jesus had this supper with his friends, this dinner, and then he, he told them about his betrayal and that someone was going to betray him and that he would be arrested and that he'd be crucified. And, and then he told them, too, that, that they would be persecuted. And he said this here. He said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering, 
in this world. You will have trouble. You will have suffering. Suffering, this, this word actually, it means like pressure. This pressure that rubs and constricts and hems us in so we feel like there's no way out. Suffering. Suffering is about pressure and pressure is about pain. 21st century um, philosopher and artist, Lil Wayne, <laughs> says like this, blooming don't come without the rain. Losing don't come without shame. Beauty don't come without hurt and glory don't come without pain. So in our culture of convenience and comfort, we, we do just about anything to not suffer. We sidestep it, stiff arm it, anything to numb it, to avoid it. And Jesus said, you, you'll have suffering in this world. I mean, how many of us can agree with Jesus and go like, I've had suffering in this world. Anybody like y'all haven't suffered how many of you suffered in this world in one way or another? And mind you, I'm just going to say this side note. Your suffering is your suffering. Don't compare it to someone else's because it's real easy to go like, well, at least I No, suffering. Your suffering is yours. Mine is mine. So I've suffered. You've suffered. And the reality is that no matter the precautions that we try to put in place, no matter how hard we work to be healthy, no matter how we, we try to nurture healthy relationships with friends and family, no matter you know, the amount of money that we make and try to have all these plans, suffering is inevitable. No one escapes it. And we shouldn't be surprised or shocked by suffering. And it can leave us confused. It can leave us frustrated. It can leave us angry, at times angry with ourselves, angry with other people, angry with God. But, but why? Like, why all of this? So, so if we step back and we look at the bigger picture when it comes to suffering, suffering is certain because of sin. Okay. And so I'm going to like backtrack here real quick so we can just be reminded of this because from the beginning, from the beginning, eternity past, God is loving. God is good. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they're in perfect unity and love. And so when God creates humans, he, he wanted us to experience this love, but also with love, you don't force love. So you give the opportunity for humans, God did, to choose love. Because love, love always involves a choice. Yeah. Right, married couples? <laughs> always involves a choice. And so we can't be programmed to be like, I love you. 
So God gives humanity the ability to make the choice to love. And there's potential for goodness and love. And there's also potential for evil and sin. And unfortunately, humanity from the very beginning abused the choice, rejected God, walked away from him. And that's resulted in the introduction of sin. And really, I'm just going to categorize this into two different two different kinds of evil. So one is like this moral sin, moral evil. And this is the immorality. This is immorality and the pain and the suffering and the, the tragedy when we choose to be selfish and prideful and abusive and hateful. So much of the world's suffering results from the sinful actions or inactions of ourselves and others. Let's be honest. A lot of the pain and the suffering in my own life has come from me, my choices, my decisions. That's why we tell our kids, go ahead and do it, but you're going to suffer the consequences, right? Good parents do that. You can suffer the consequences. Okay. Um, And there's no judgment when I say this, it's just reality. It's like gravity. You know, it's like, oh, so I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a binger tonight and drink too much. And then guess what? The next morning, there's the headache and the hangover, right? Consequences. You go to the buffet and you just eat so much. I mean, I had, we had a kind of a celebratory trip a few weeks ago. Went to Texas Day, Brazil. Anybody ever been there? Man, I just kept turning that card over green, man. I was like, green, green, green. I just, green, green. And that night I was like suffering with the meat sweats. Just like, oh, oh. Yes, yes, yes. Sin is good and fun. And then there's consequences. You stay up too late scrolling on your phone. You're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And then guess what? You can't sleep. And the consequence the next day, you're tired. So when we suffer consequences, we're reminded that sin is real. I'm sinful. You're sinful. We're all, I'm like Oprah. You get sin. You're sinful. You're sinful. Like we all are like this right here. Romans 3.23. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All. All of us. There's no exemption. The, the second second kind of evil is this, or sin is this natural sin or evil. And so this is the things that are just inexplicable to us in our human finite brains of how these things, earthquakes, wildfires, tornadoes, hurricanes, all all of this, it's suffering that's taking place here. And it originates from original sin Adam and Eve in the garden. And when God gave humans the ability to make choices, they give God the stiff arm. And God partially honors that request. And then the earth is cursed. Nature revolts. And so there's suffering and pain and death. They, that then becomes a part of this story. All right? So, natural sin and consequences, moral sin and consequences, 
And Jesus knew this. And this, this is what is so incredible about God is the fact that Jesus knew how broken this world was and he knew he would suffer coming here. On one occasion after feeding like thousands of people and healing a blind man and then, and then one of his closest disciples, Peter, has this confession like, you're the Messiah, you're the one. Jesus says this, he says, uh, he began to teach him that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this and Peter, Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke Jesus. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. See, Peter didn't like this whole thing that Jesus is going to be taken and beaten and killed. He's like, no, 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 this is not how it's going. You're the Messiah. This is no, no, Peter, you only have in mind human concerns. You don't understand the bigger picture. See, Peter, you didn't plan for this. See, how many of you like your plans involve suffering? Or you just wake up and be like, yeah, I think it's a good day. Well, let's put this off until around the 10th. Like, we don't plan for this, so it's not part of our plan. I mean, how many of us like pain? How many of us like to suffer? So we sure are not going to plan for it. And we don't realize the certainty of suffering until we're in it. And, and Jesus, he, he identifies with us in this. Jesus, later, he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, takes his disciples with him. He tells them he's going to go pray. He takes Peter, James, and John just a little bit further. And he was so burdened, so deeply saddened. And he tells them, he says, stay here and watch and, and pray. And, and he goes by himself. And look at this. After walking a little Farther away from them, Jesus fell to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, do not give me this cup of suffering, but do what you want, not what I want. Jesus, fully God and fully man, he identifies with our humanity. If it's possible, take this away. Take away the pain and the suffering. Jesus, humanly, he, he wants out of the suffering, but he embraces the suffering and entrusts himself to Heavenly Father. Jesus knows suffering throughout the scriptures. He's a, the, the suffering servant, the man of sorrows. Jesus knows what you're going through. And God's answer to suffering isn't an explanation, but it's incarnation. Jesus came in this. 
came in this to feel this, to understand this. No other religion says that God is both sovereign and suffering because it doesn't make sense. Suffering is personal. And listen to me, God, whatever it is that you're going through, God is not distant or detached from what's going on. He entered into our world and personally experienced our pain. Jesus, he knows, he knows your lowest of lows. The breakup and the pain, the, the suffering of trying to get out of the addiction. He, know, he knows the suffering when we're broke. He knows the suffering of seeing a loved one who is suffering. God allows suffering and is in the suffering with us now while reminding us of the someday. So if suffering is so certain, then what, what do we do? Um, Here's what I, I want us to realize and focus on. <clears throat> the internal pressure that we're experiencing when it comes to suffering, this internal pressure that when we feel this and we're suffering, this, this is a sign that something significant is happening in us. Okay? So even though it's painful and even though we may not understand, God is doing something, something significant. He's doing it in us. And if anyone knew about suffering, it's this guy who used to hate Christians and have them thrown in jail, have them killed, named Paul. But you talk about a guy who suffered. I'm not even going to get into it about all the things that he endured But this is, this is what Paul says. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. We glory in our sufferings. There's joy in our... Does that even make sense? Really, you can shake your head and go, no, no. I mean, we're talking to a guy who's been shipwrecked, who's been stoned, left for dead, a guy who's been... 39 lashes, he's had that done to him multiple times. He's been left, you know, naked out at sea, like without food. Like this, this dude suffered. And he's saying we glory in our sufferings. This, this glory, it's the, it's root word is the word oxen, which means what holds the, what holds the head, the neck. What he's saying is, is that when we're in that place, we glory because we can have our head up when many times when we're suffering, we're beaten down, we can, we can lift our eyes and have our head up and have God's perspective of what's going on. 
we have a different vantage point of knowing like this is going on right now and this hurts and I'm feeling this and I don't like this and I don't understand this. But I'm going to lift up my head and know that there's a someday. There's a someday. This right here reveals to us the key in all of this. Suffering isn't about pointless pain, but a plan we may not understand. That what you're going through, the suffering, it's not pointless pain, but it's, it's a plan that we, we may not understand. Because remember, there, there's pain and our vision is blurry and we can't see clearly, but someday we'll understand. Paul, Paul goes on and he, and he writes this and I want like to understand what's going on in us. He says, now we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Suffering, this internal pressure that we feel like we can't get out of, it, it produces in us this perseverance, which we stay under the pressure and we stay in it and we stay with it because then that leads to character, which that word really means to, to be tested, to be genuine. And that character, hope, the trust, the confidence, and the expectation of what is to come. Jesus said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace because you will have suffering in this world. So be courageous. And he says, I have conquered the world. He's telling them that then, speaking into the future, and now we're looking back and going, oh, yes, he did. And he's coming again. Now and someday. And so while suffering certain we can be certain that God is with us and will see us through our suffering, no matter what it is. Um, a couple things that, this is all I know. I mean, I don't know if it's biblical. I mean, it, it, I, think it, it, I think it is. But when we're suffering, keep talking to God. That's what Jesus did. God, if you can take this away from me, please. I know it's not about what I want. It's what you want. And I want what you want. And I'm willing to walk through this because you're with me. There's something on the other side. Keep talking. Keep talking to him. Don't compare to others. But keep talking 
with God. And the other part of that, there's a part of this, I will tell you, in the suffering, that there's no other thing. C.S. Lewis, he said, like, a pain is God's megaphone. So sometimes that suffering, it's in that place where we're alone. And like, we can always say that, that you know, Jesus is enough. But man, it's not till you lose everything that you really know that Jesus is enough. And so I say that because keep talking to God because that's where we go first. That's the most important. And, and the, the, the second half of this is don't isolate. So we have this where we're with God, but then also we've got other people around us to encourage us, to remind us and walk with us through whatever it is. We need that. We need the connection. We're created for that connection with God and other people. And I will tell you this, God never, he will never waste a pain. So whatever it is that you're going through, at some point, he will recycle that so that we can live out in the scriptures what it says, that the God of all comfort comforts us so that we can then comfort others. So keep talking to God. Don't isolate. Because suffering, um, it expands. I know this sounds so sadistic. It expands our, our soul, our being to have empathy and to love other people. And suffering, it makes us look more like Jesus as we walk through it. You know, one of, one of the a book in the scriptures about a guy by the name of Job who lost everything except for this nagging wife. <laughs> lost it all. He did have some people around him, which they weren't the best for sure. But he had people. He had people. But at the end of this and him losing everything, you know, him saying, God, I know you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. Surely I spoke of things that I don't understand. Suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, character, hope. Suffering, it's not pointless pain, but maybe a plan I don't understand. I love the rest of this where we started this morning. Now we see only a dim likeness of things. It is as if we were seeing, from, seeing them in a foggy mirror, but someday we will see clearly. We will see face to face. What I know now is not complete, but someday I will know completely, just as God knows me completely. God knows you completely. He knows exactly what you're going through. And that someday you'll know him completely. Because the hope that we have, if you're a follower of Jesus, this 
This is the hope that we have. Suffering will end. If you don't know Jesus, it's an entirely different story. But a follower of Jesus, just to remind you, on July 2nd, 2023, the someday, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They'll be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God and he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. I'm making everything new. I'm restoring everything back to the way it was in the garden and the way things should be and they will be. Father God, thank you. Thank you that you love us so much that you don't just um, talk about it and talk about how much you love us, but that you actually showed us. And um, for some of you here this morning, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe you do have, maybe you do have this cloud, what seems to be like a cloud of suffering just hanging low, like a dark cloud. Maybe you feel the physical pain and suffering of living in this body that's broken and just made for here. Maybe you're suffering in the tension of a marriage that's not connected or you're suffering from a child that's just doing their own thing or you're suffering and seeing people you love hurt. Um, but whatever it is, I, whatever that suffering is, if you're in that season right now, I, I, Father God, I just I ask that by your spirit, you would, you comfort, you comfort and remind us of the truth that the lies wouldn't have a way with us that we believe them and we think that you don't care and that we're alone and you don't really know what's going on and how could you let this happen? You, you know, I ask that through this time, that we're drawn closer to you. And that through it too, that we know Jesus, just how much you love us. For, for some who, who, who maybe you don't know Jesus and really understand, but the fact that we, we all are sinful. We've all felt the consequences of our choices. We've all been violated, hurt by other people. We've experienced sin in this broken world, but Jesus, you came here to walk in this with us. And then you gave your life because we're, we're separated from God. 
We can't know God unless we know you, Jesus. And you came here and you gave your life and paid for our sins. You died a death that we deserved. And then you rose from the dead to prove that you are God, that you are king, that you are Lord, that you are sovereign and that you will come again. And anyone who confesses your name as Lord, who trusts you, anyone who calls on your name, Jesus, they're saved in the belief that you paid for our sins. May we live this life. May we live this life following you, Jesus, and you showed us you showed us how to walk in this life and live this life with sinful people and how to love, how to suffer well, and how to know that there's a bigger plan. So God, I ask that we live our lives with hope. The day of suffering being an end, it will come. And I ask that we live our lives with this joy, this glory with our head up so that we can look and say, yes, this, this is real. This is happening. I feel this, but I know you, Jesus. I know you. And you know me and you know what I'm going through and I trust you. There will be a someday that I see you face to face. Until that day, until that day, I'll keep trusting you. And I pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Will y'all stand? I'll be down here at the front. If any of you need just prayer this morning, I'll, I'll be down here.